Billy Wilder broke into films as a screenwriter in 1929 in Germany before emigrating to the U.S. after Hitler came to power in 1933. Although he spoke no English when he arrived in Hollywood, Wilder was a fast learner. He co-wrote some of Hollywood's classic comedies, including Ninochka and Ball of Fire. Wilder began directing and turned out such classics as Five Graves to Cairo and The Lost Weekend. Last week... We talked about the classic noir thriller Double Indemnity from 1944 and the gothic Hollywood drama Sunset Boulevard, which was released in 1950. And today, David Hast and I talk about The Apartment and Some Like It Hot. Starring Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon as two Chicago musicians Joe and Jerry, they witness the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. They want to get out of town and get away from the gangsters responsible And the only job they know of is in an all-girl band heading to Florida. They show up at the train station as Josephine and Daphne, the replacement saxophone and bass players. And Marilyn Monroe plays Sugarcane, the band's singer. I want to be loved by you, just you, nobody else but you. I want to be loved by you, alone. Billy Wilder's movies pushed the envelope of what was allowed in Hollywood at the time. You know, um, Double Indemnity, I mean, these are two totally terrible characters. And not only do they commit horrible murder, but they show us exactly in the movie how to commit this crime and how to commit insurance fraud. That's the kind of thing that usually was not allowed, but they managed to do it. Some Like It Hot pushes gender in a way that's still fresh. You can watch this movie right now and you go... Whoa, that's really like, it's not just two guys disguised as women. Like the Jack Lemmon character is really enjoying it. And it, it's really fascinating that way. You mentioned to get things past the Hayes Code. And in this movie, Billy Wilder didn't submit the script the way he was supposed to. He just shot it. Yeah. And Billy Wilder was so big by this point that he just could do it. I mean, Marilyn Monroe is the biggest, you know, box office actress. And here she is in the movie. And it's arguably her greatest role, too. In a way, she's playing a version of herself, you know. Yes, and and it's like she's somebody who seems to be in on the joke in terms yeah. of per- herself portraying herself as the dumb blonde, right? And also the white goddess, the the uh, the, the sex goddess. Um, uh, you, you see the depth there as well over the course of the movie that this is a real person and that she's in on it. Yeah, I think I think just as if I, I said, if you're going to only watch one film noir, I would recommend Double Indemnity. If you've never seen a Marilyn Monroe film, I would say see watch Some Like It Hot. And it's also a great movie in terms of uh, critiquing the male gaze. It really uh, shows uh, ma- the male insensitivity of towards um, women, objectifying women. Uh, but it's also gender fluid. Like you mentioned, Jack Lemmon's character, by the end of the movie, he's into it. Yeah, Jack Lemmon is into it. And in fact, been pursued by this rich guy who wants to marry him. And Jack Lemmon is like, yeah, if I could marry this guy, I'll be rich. But how do I get over the fact that I'm faking to be a woman? And in the last scene, they're driving in this guy's yacht uh, or his, his boat on his way to the yacht. And and Jack Lemmon finally just he, he's just frustrated. He pulls off his wig and he says, I'm a man. And Joey Brown, the rich guy, says, Well, nobody's perfect. That's how it ends. And apparently there was some discussion like this. This was a placeholder scene with with placeholder dialogue. And they were they were going to they were working on trying to end it differently. And then they finally went, 
well, this works and it ends up being the perfect line. Yeah, the story I read wasn't quite that, not, not that it was a placeholder, but that IAL Diamond, Billy Wilder's co-writer, came up with that last line. And everybody from Wilder to Diamond's wife to everyone was saying, it's such a flat, weird line. It's not going to work. How can that be the last line? And famously, it's now one of the most famous last lines in movie history. And the fourth film we're talking about here is The Apartment, which was 1960 uh, with Jack Lemmon and Shirley uh, MacLaine. Yeah, Billy Wilder ended up making seven movies with Jack Lemmon, but the first one was Some Like It Hot, and the next one was, I think the next movie he made, was The Apartment. And, and Shirley MacLaine, a very young, like 22-year-old Shirley MacLaine in this movie, who's marvelous. And um, it's a drama, but also a comedy. I mean, Wilder is wonderful at sort of doing drama and comedy at the same time. Um, set in the insurance industry with Fred McMurray again. Um, if he had lived from double indemnity, he'd probably be this character, an insurance executive who's exploiting uh, his underling, Jack Lemmon, and to use his apartment um, to have an affair with, with this elevator operator girl at the firm who Jack Lemmon also happens to be in love with. And in fact, that's what he does for other men too, other executives in this company. He's letting them use sort of the repart- the apartment as a revolving door of adultery. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, people that saw the series Mad Men, they were like, oh, this is what it was like in the 60s with these sexist men with all this power. And, and, and this movie was made in 1960 at that time. And it really does show how these executives have great power over their, their employees and especially over women. And the film is a gorgeous film. It's a uh, widescreen, black and white, mm-hmm. and the cinematography is just amazing. All of Wilder's films look great. Interestingly, that's not what he's usually cited for. He didn't care that much about um, what you know, doing dramatic, interesting stuff artistically with his editing and his camera movement. What Billy Wilder cared about and arguably succeeded at better than anyone ever was to tell a great story. And yeah, he hired the best kind of camera people and lighting people and editors to make it work that way as a movie. But what makes it, he would say, anybody can really say this, what makes a movie work beyond everything, beyond whatever actor you choose, whatever you do with the camera, you have to have a great story. And Wilder always had a great story. On November 1st, 1959, the population of New York City was 8,042,783. If you laid all these people end to end, figuring an average height of five feet, six and a half inches, they would reach from Times Square to the outskirts of Karachi, Pakistan. I know facts like this because I've worked for an insurance company, Consolidated Life of New York. We're one of the top five companies in the country. Our home office has 31,259 employees, which is more than the entire population of uh, Natchez, Mississippi. I work on the 19th floor. Ordinary Policy Department, Premium Accounting Division, Section W, Desk Number 861. My name is C.C. Baxter, C for Calvin, C for Clifford, however most people call me Bud. I've been with Consolidated for three years and ten months, and my take-home pay is $94.70 a week. The hours in our department are 8.50 to 5.20. They're staggered by floors so that 16 elevators can handle the 31,259 employees without a serious traffic jam. 
As for myself, I very often stay on at the office and work for an extra hour or two, especially when the weather is bad. It's not that I'm overly ambitious. It's just a, a way of killing time until it's all right for me to go home. You see, I have this little problem with my apartment. There are so many great Billy Wilder films. Um, the Lost Weekend, which is one of the first movies to ever look really with open eyes at alcoholism. Uh, Stalag 17, which is a much grittier, darker portrayal of American prisoner of war in World War II than normally where you usually see them with like some camaraderie and they're all good people and all that. This one's a little more darker than that. He did some romantic comedies with a couple with Aubrey Hepburn, um, Audrey Hepburn, uh, Sabrina, which also stars Humphrey Bogart. Witness for the Prosecution is an incredible mystery noir kind of film starring Charles Lawton, uh, Tyrone Power, and Marlena Dietrich. Um, you know, go you go to IMDb, and you know how IMDb rates from one to ten. And once you get into the sevens, you know you're looking at a pretty good movie. You go through Billy Wilder movies; he's got like six of them that are like eight point three, eight point four. You know, I mean, it's just he just had movie after masterpiece after masterpiece. I love you, Miss Kubley. Three. Queen. Did you hear what I said, Miss Kubelik? I absolutely adore you. Shut up and deal. 